Hello, good morning. Today I'd like to share with you from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 10 verses 24 to 39 which reads, The student is not above the teacher, nor the servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebul, how much more the members of his household. So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Jesus calls his disciples asking for a radical commitment to his word. This commitment could bring about many negative things in their lives, and in fact, for many of his disciples, it even meant martyrdom. Throughout the 2,000 years of Christian history, there have been and continue to be murders, both among the well-known disciples mentioned in the Bible and many others mentioned outside of it. These are individuals who have lost their lives for proclaiming the gospel of Christ. Even today there are still murders, especially in other continents where they live under dictatorial regimes that reject and do not allow the Christian faith. We call this persecution of Christians. We have a clear and closer example of martyrdom in the figure of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, whose martyrdom was due to his involvement in the resistance against the Nazi regime during World War II. Bonhoeffer was a German Lutheran theologian and pastor known for his commitment to the Christian faith and his fight against the injustices and abuses of the Nazi regime. He wrote a book titled The Cost of Discipleship. Bonhoeffer's legacy as a theologian and martyr has had a significant impact on Christian thought and the struggle for justice and human rights. His courage and commitment to his convictions, even to the point of facing death, have made him an inspiring example of resistance and faith in times of oppression. Like Bonhoeffer, there are countless thousands of Christians in different times and countries 
who have borne witness to their faith to the extreme. Even today there are many cases of which we are not aware of their fate and even places. How can we faithfully follow Jesus in our days? Is Jesus also asking us for martyrdom in the present time? Is he asking us to take our Christian faith to its ultimate consequences? How can we live out the commitment that Christ asks of his disciples today in our lives when we live in truly blessed places where no one directly persecutes us for openly proclaiming our Christian faith? It's important to make two very significant differentiations in this day. Firstly, God entrusted this mission to his disciples, the Twelve, and many others. This is a part of biblical narrative story of a specific historical situation. Thanks to his disciples, the Christian faith has spread throughout the world, and the message of Christ continues to be preached and will be. Thanks to all the disciples who proclaimed the faith, today in many parts of the world we can live in a society more permeated by the love and civilization brought by God's commandments. Thus, we can enjoy a safer and more peaceful life in many countries than in many other parts of the world. Secondly, Jesus entrusted this task to his disciples because they were prepared to do it. Some people may feel uneasy knowing that others have suffered or have to suffer simply because they are Christians or bear witness to their life in Christ. And they ask themselves, is Jesus asking me to have the same commitment as the disciples? Should I do exactly the same as they did, even suffer, be rejected by society, and even persecuted and executed for my faith in him? The answer to this specific question is not necessarily. God's word for today is a story about the mission and reality experienced by the early disciples of Jesus. We as Christians who believe in Christ and want to follow Jesus are called children of God from the moment we decide to believe in Jesus as the Son of God. At that moment we become children of God, not in any other way. While God loves all of his creation, not everyone is considered a child of God. The condition to be called children of God is to believe in him as our Lord and Savior, as the Son of God sent to the world, and to begin living our lives according to his word, which is primarily recorded in the book we call the Bible. From there we begin to be sons and daughters of God, with all the blessings and challenges that it entails. But God doesn't demand anyone to do things they are not convinced or ready to do, things that generate fear or that they are not capable of doing. On this day, God only asks for our surrender to him. Thanks to the testimony and martyrdom of many which even occur daily in this world, we have the blessing of being able to freely and openly hear this message. We have the material possibility of having a church to come to worship God and hear his word. 
Therefore, our task and duty as Christians is to begin treasuring this blessing that God has given us. When we stop valuing these blessings, they can be lost. Churches become empty, sold off. People drift away from God and give more credit to human philosophies and politics than to the Word of God. They begin to live life their way and not God's way. And everything starts to change in people's lives and in society, not necessarily for the better. When we disconnect from God, we run the risk of no longer being called children of God and losing His blessing and protection. What is the main task of a believer in the 21st century world we live? The main task is to surrender to God, that is, to believe in Him, to be committed members of the church, to gather with other believers, to read and meditate on His Word, to participate in the Holy Communion, and to pray for our needs and the needs of others. We must ask God for strength to fully fulfill His Word. We must take care of the Christian faith and our church. We must ensure that the Christian faith is passed down in our family, with parents being responsible for communicating the blessing of believing in God, just as we recognize the need for parents to educate in many aspects of life, we also need parents who educate in the Christian faith. If we don't educate our children in faith, the society in which we live will do it much less. The faith in Christ has been transmitted because others have communicated it. Regarding the commitment to Christ, sacrifices, and martyrdom, we shouldn't worry. It's not that God specifically wants that from every believer. However, that will be part of each individual's commitment and the intensity and fervor of our belief in Christ. From the moment we decide to believe in Christ and commit ourselves to His word, challenges of all kinds begin to arise in our lives. But at the same time, God promises His children protection, care, provision, and support. That is the most important comforting promise that God brings to us today as well. Jesus' call to his disciples implies a radical commitment to his word. While martyrdom has been a reality for many followers of Christ throughout history, it's not something that God demands from all believers in the same sense. However, we must be willing to face challenges and sacrifices in our faith, knowing that God protects and sustains us in the midst of them. As we commit ourselves to Christ and live our faith genuinely, we will positively influence our society and become living testimonies of God's love and grace. If we have to define what God asks of us today to honor the memory of all the ancient and current sufferers and martyrs in the history of the Christian Church and to be part of God's family, it is commitment. Let us commit ourselves to Christ according to our abilities and gifts, make an extra effort in what we know we can give or do for Christ and for our church. Let us not be ashamed of our faith. Let us show it, take care of it, and transmit it to others. That is the beginning of true discipleship.
Let us pray. Beloved God, we thank you for the call you have made to us as disciples of Jesus. We ask for strength and courage to faithfully follow you in our daily lives. Help us to value the blessings we receive as believers and to transmit your love to those around us. May our actions reflect your grace and justice in the world. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I wish you a fantastic week. Thank you.